0: Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Five 2 Project. We are back. We are um, using a little bit different format than you used to, and it's been a while since we've made a post, and uh, Mike and I have been trying to kind of come up with a, a more consumable format for everybody. So um, we are excited to, to bring this new format to you and excited to help. Oh, I got a little bit of feedback. Give me one quick second. Hold on. Sorry about that. All right, I think I'm back. I'm gonna have to go with a little bit of a different, um, a little bit of a different. Can I dot? Can you say something? He I you hear you.
1: Hey, can you hear me? I, I can. See, yeah. No?
0: Okay. I got so I got the audio back. So now we're good. All right. Um, so thank y'all for for joining. Well, uh, again, I was describing the um, describing the the new format and uh, so we're gonna do smaller LinkedIn Live. Uh, interviews, And then Mike and I will get together and we will do a uh, a, a bigger, longer podcast going over the content from those interviews. And uh, so thank you for bearing with me with the uh, the little bit of uh, technical difficulty. I don't have a producer. You know, Mike and I do this because we love it. We, you know, don't, we don't have a budget. Um, so we do things on on the free. I don't wanna say on the cheap. We do it on the free. Um, but what we don't skip on is the guests and the talent that we bring in. So what what I'd love to do is introduce you now to one of my super assistant superintendents, Dr. Rodney Green. Uh, Welcome to the 2152 project, sir. I'm super glad to have you. Um, Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you. We're
0: glad to. Tell us uh, just a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, I currently serve as the Assistant Superintendent for Curriculum and Instruction here with uh, Lowndes County Schools in Valdosta, Georgia. Um, I'm going into my 12th year of service, uh, 28th year overall in public education. And, um, you know, the topic that we're going to discuss today is um, near and dear to me um, because, um, you know, so many doors were afforded, so many doors were opened um, because of. Um, teachers and making sure that there were right, the right teachers in the right place at the right time as I matriculated through my K-12 and also um, post-secondary studies. Awesome. Awesome. Um,
0: So let's go ahead and jump right in. I know this is people's lunch break on a Friday and they're wanting to get this content and kind of learn some of the things we've done. So let's start off with just just asking you a little bit about um, someone in a leadership position you know, uh, you know, at, at the, the precipice of, um, a school system. I mean, you're at the top, right? I mean, you're, you know, you're leading this school system and
1: close not,
0: not uh, like? to the top. <laughs> you were, you were in the upper echelon. Like you are, you know, you are, at, you are our assistant superintendent and you're teaching the curriculum. And, uh, what's it like to find talent? What's it like to try and hire new teachers in this climate?
1: Well, you know, it's one thing to be, being able to find, um, Teachers, but it's a totally separate thing being able to find quality teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only want to put the best educator in front of a classroom of students. But, um, you know, uh, Lowndes County is, um, is seeing the same things that we're seeing statewide and nationally in terms of um, the teacher uh, talent pool. Um, there are very few, uh, far fewer um, students going into uh, colleges and universities to major in education. And um, mm-hmm. you know that's no different than um, anywhere else in this country, and it because of that that has that has forced us to be a lot uh, more creative in our recruitment, um, and you know definitely retaining those teachers once we we have them on the payroll. Yeah, and um, you know it's the the program I
0: graduated from at Valdosta State University it doesn't even exist anymore. They don't even teach, they don't, I mean, they don't know, I don't even know where students become business educators in in the, the CTE fields. Um, and so I think you're seeing a lot of those fields begin to dry up and right. have to get creative and maybe go in like the alternative certification route. And, you know, see, that's kind of been popular. Um, but uh, just why do you think, I mean, and I've always heard people say this, uh, that educators tend to be, classroom teachers tend to be the worst recruiters to their field in the way that <laughs> And the way they present themselves sometimes to their students, um, I don't think necessarily we have that problem in our system. We're blessed; we've got a really good faculty and staff. But, I mean, can you can you speak to that for a second? I know that's that's not something I sent you to look over, but I just had that thought. How can teachers in the classroom? How can we better recruit? Uh, just by the way we act and handle ourselves, and you know, not complaining in
1: front of students. Maybe. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think we have to we have to advocate for our profession. Um, our students are in front of us um, multiple hours of the day. Um, they're seeing uh, the best of us. You know? we, and, and we have to be able to, to walk over to a student and, um, and encourage them in the same way that years ago, um, you know, whenever we ask that age-old question, what do you be, what do you want to be when you grow up? We have to encourage them to say, we want to be, I want to be an educator. Um, that that you know, students want to graduate from high school and go into an education-related field um, at post-secondary. So we're we're number one. We're we're on the front line of recruiting future educators.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I agree, hundred percent. And I think that um, the way we handle ourselves and just just the conversations our students get to hear when we're not talking to them but we're talking to other teachers, they're listening. Um, yeah, they are listening, and they're listening. Like, oh they're gosh, watching those interactions. In- Like that tells a student who may be thinking about educator or uh -uh, no, I don't, I don't want to go in this field. Mm -hmm. If This is my teacher and they don't like it. Why would I like it? I agree with that. So um, it's tough in our market to find that talent. You mentioned being on the, 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 the kind of the bleeding edge of, of, you know, new protocols with what we're doing here in, in Lowndes County. So tell us a little bit about um, what we in Georgia call the tap, program, the TAAP program, Teaching His Profession. Tell us a little bit about that and why you're passionate about
1: it. Well, before I tell you about that program, you know, I I do want to share my passion. Indirectly, is because of that program. Um, Awesome. Yeah, great. 30 30 plus years ago, whenever I was um, graduating from high school, uh, going into my undergraduate there at South Carolina State, um, we had what we had in South Carolina, we called a regional educational um, service agency. Um, and the PD Educational Center, they actually afforded me a, a scholarship. Um, and the terms of the scholarship, they gave me a set amount of money um, every year um, with the understanding that for each year that I received that funding, that I would return to the PD and sort of repay that as a classroom teacher. Um, Fast forward to the, um, the TAP program now, You know, again, we're, we're modeling um, some of those same principles, but we're starting it earlier. That's the beautiful part as teaching as a profession. For so long, our CTAE program and our voc um, ed programs have been training students to go out and to be welders and to be auto mechanics and to, to participate and, and have an understanding of so many other professional careers, but we left ourselves out of the equation. Yeah. That's the beautiful part about teaching as a profession. We, we're exposing students to those educational-related fields while they're in high school. We're giving them an opportunity to go out and to obtain those practical hours in elementary and in middle schools, and in some instances, um, at the high school level. and um, you know and and we're we're igniting that we're igniting that learning uh that that desire to be an educator a yeah. lot sooner yeah and and you know it just it makes sense we, we're training so many other fields and we have oh, trained so you. many other fields yeah. and we've we've forgotten about ourselves
0: and, and I'll i'll say this and i don't think this is a common occurrence but people ask me when i'm presenting or talking or sitting on a panel or whatever i'm doing sometimes i'll say uh, Jason how do you how do you you know qualify a good work based learning placement or a good outcome and my response is it's hard not to have a good outcome because if i put a student in accounting who thinks they want to be an accountant and they say yeah i love it i want to go to school to be an accountant check that's a good outcome right mm-hmm. but it's also a good outcome if i put a student in an accounting placement as work based learning coordinator um and they say you know what mr Venus? I don't know if I want to tie my career tax to, to tax season every year. I don't want to do it. That's a good outcome because I've spared that student classes, a lot of student loan debt, and going to an area. So work-based learning, it, it does have that ability to facilitate what students want to do, but it also has a, an opportunity, especially when combined with programs like Youth Science, which you know I'm a, a huge mm-hmm. fan of that, to to tell students, hey, this, this you didn't like this. This may not be a good fit. Here's why. Let's put you in another area of opportunity to succeed. So so I really like that. And so for the, for our audience, essentially teaching is a profession. It is a, it is a class. And so you, you'll hear it myself and Dr. Green, because we're from Georgia, we'll say CTAE. We're the only state in the country that has A in the acronym. Everybody else is just CTE. But that's the same thing. So we'll use those terms interchangeably on this interview. Um, but teaching is a profession. We call it the TAP program, T-A-A-P. Mm-hmm. It is, a, it is a, a CTAE class in Georgia where students go through two classes um, and they're learning how to teach. So I, I was in there the other day, uh, Andrea Bridges, who she'll be doing an interview with us in a little bit, a uh, couple of weeks. She teaches that class and she helps me with, with work-based learning. She was teaching students how to go in and to figure out their daily rate based on the Georgia pay scale. And and I was like, wow, I don't even know how to do that. And I've been teaching for 20 years. So, like, it's not, it, it's pedagogy. It's It's... You know, methodology, it is classroom management, but it's also the finance side of, of, of education. And and so it's a great program. But then once they finish those two classes, that runs the gamut of all those things, then they'll come into work-based learning. They'll be a practicum student with teaching the profession. I'll place those students in one of our elementary schools. So they're actually, Dr. Green, pre-service, pre-service educators. So they're not quite college pre-service educators doing their student teaching but they're pre-service pre-service educators and what a great opportunity for a student to to gain the skills so they're ahead of the curve when they go into college and begin that program
1: So they're, speak they're, to that a little
0: bit if you have a chance
1: they're gaining the experience um, that's needed to be a teacher and then at the same time selfishly as a school system Again, I'm going back to recruitment. That's a recruitment. That's a marketing um, piece for us to to have them come back and be a part of the Lowndes County school system. You know, I can think of right off the top of my head, at least two students. Um, There are many more. Um, One student currently is a senior at Lowndes High School. Um, He's um, completed, uh, he's doing his practicum at a middle school. He, He knows that he wants to be a band director. And so that has been his his, um, desire and his goal. And through our work-based learning program, that's where we paired him. We we paired him in a middle school band program. Um, A second student graduated a couple of years ago, I want to say 2022. She knew she wanted to be an early early childhood educator. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she graduated, went off to Georgia Southern. She and I, we've had multiple uh, conversations Um, since she has enrolled in Georgia Southern, and that's what she's majoring in, early childhood education. And, um, you know, I just, I I plant that seed and and hopefully in a couple of years, we'll be able to hook her back on here uh, into uh, Lowndes County Schools. Um, Yeah. That's that's what it's about, you know, mentor our teachers, mentor our students, um, and then just follow that trajectory and follow their path as they obtain their undergraduate degree. And then Mm. at the end of that, you know, being just very hopeful um, that they will choose to to return home.
0: Yeah, and one of our, our future interviews, I believe it's the next interview that we're going to schedule for the 2152 project is a young lady by the name of Madison Ply. Uh, she was a teaching as a profession student in work-based learning. Uh, she did her practicum through work-based learning in elementary school while she dual enrolled. And I forget her graduation year, but she graduated like two years ago. Yep. And she was just hired. This is her first year in third grade classroom and like, I mean, that was a grow your own. She knew she wanted to be a teacher, mm-hmm. but because of our work-based learning, our TAP program, and our dual enrollment relationships with, with, the local, with local universities, she was able to go get those things and graduate. All she needed to do was take a few classes and do her student teaching, and she's an act, like like an employed contracted employee now because of those three mm-hmm. programs.
1: And here's the thing, we're not taking away anything from any of the other professions that we provide um, you know, our students to work for. But we, we just, again, we have to take care of our own. And, and we know that the data points to, and the research points that, you know, uh, the the retention rate for a teacher within th- that three to five year range is, is very low. Um, yeah. So again, we need to recruit, we need to mentor so that we can retain those, um, those, those educators.
0: And it even gives you an opportunity to shift that start year a little bit statistically into their high school curriculum so they'll so they know so by the time they get to sign a contract with the school system they've already had a year or two experience doing some pre-service education then they've done a semester of student teaching so it, it almost kind of shifts that bell curve more into the favor of them being retained at least statistically so that's that's interesting i've never heard that before
1: and in a, in a couple of instances, and we actually have this in place in a couple of instances, this is the exception and not necessarily the rule, um, some of those teachers, uh, some of those educators that are in their student teaching phase at the local institution, um, um, we have actually hired them. You yeah. know, They are, they are actually um, working on their student teaching credentials and on the payroll at the same time, again. Yeah another recruitment tools we want mm-hmm. to keep here
0: and, and there's there's a uh, uh, not a neighboring but a contiguous county to us they say if you could if you complete your tap program we will give you a job as a paraprofessional while you go to school so now mm-hmm. that the student that that person is already onboarded on into your payroll into your protocols they know your systems culture and then when they graduate they they they'll have a job ready
1: for them and I'm like that's mm-hmm. a cool and and that's the thing. It's forcing us to be more creative and innovative in finding ways to locate quality educators, to um, to recruit them, to bring them on, and then to retain them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, just just in the past five minutes, we've shared four stories, four separate students, who who have a tie to our our programs. Um, and 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 have at least some interest or intent to come back, one of which is already employed with us as a first year teacher. Um, if someone's on the fence, if another superintendent or district leader or or person is listening to this, like you've done a really good job of of selling the, the the story, right? But like they may be on the fence and say, "I don't know." Like what would what could you tell them to push them over the edge, and say, "Look, this is something." That you should do,
1: something that you should do. I would say, call me. Call me. Come in <laughs> and, and let's schedule a visit. Let's go to let's go to Miss Bridges' classroom and and see how she's preparing um, those um, uh, preparing our high school students within uh, the first two courses. And then walk with me, ride with me to an elementary school where we have our high school students that are in the classroom working with seasoned veteran educators, getting those practical hours see it in action. It works. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if anybody has any
0: comments at this time or questions, go ahead and put them in in the, the LinkedIn chat. I'll start reading those out. Um, and uh, it is, it is unique. And I think that we've done something here that again, <clears throat> you take two programs that, that typically have not really worked together. And I know Andre presented on it. I've presented on it about how we're actually combining two separate programs because Work-Based Learning and TAP are not the same, but they work well together to build in that product. So, and this is, I'm going to let you mention this. So talk a little bit about our Work-Based Learning program. I know that's my baby, so you don't have to be nice because I'm on, I'm on the camera with you, but talk a little bit about that. Um, so we talked about teaching as profession and what that does, but, but Work-Based Learning gives those students an extra block. So they're not just going to the classroom for one hour, which means by the time they drive there and come back, they have like 25 minutes. Work-based learning extends that opportunity for them to be there, sometimes for half. We've even had some students go there for three blocks a day for anybody listening. We're on a four by four block. So talk a little bit about work-based learning, how that maybe accentuates that uh, and helps a really dynamic program like teaching the profession, how that helps expand
1: that opportunity for for, for uh our students? Well, if if this is an appropriate phrase, um, our work-based learning program is community renowned, probably nationally renowned. Um, And all of that, um, you know, Mr. Van Nush, you you do an excellent job facilitating that and and getting our students um, into work-based learning placements. But it all goes back to, uh, just like you said, basically, we're going to place that student into an area of interest and um there's never a failure either they go into that work-based learning opportunity ready um uh and, and prepared to to work at the next level or they back up and they say, hey, this profession, this field is not necessarily for me. Um, let let me let me take a step back in order to take two steps forward and reevaluate and find what's right for me. Um, and that's the beautiful part about any work-based uh, learning program. That's the beautiful part about ours. Just like you said, uh, they don't have to spend any unnecessary time beyond high school or money or hours. You know, this gives them real world experience. They're building a relationship. They're building some of those souls skills that we hear so much about um, so that um, they are successful once they graduate from high school and move into their future um endeavors
0: thank you we definitely appreciate your success again you know you are you know you are one of my assistant superintendents and and you encourage me to do creative things like this to to market programs to to talk about what is we're doing uh and not just to ring our own bell but to really and you know it's that 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 saying that a rising tide floats all ships right you know if we can share what we're doing with other districts who may even maybe a rural district we're not technically rural because of moody and the, and the impact we have there but but um we're not atlanta either like we've got a little bit of both and so mm-hmm. we can share that with those other smaller counties and, and and this is how we're doing this try to implement this so you're not having to compete for the same people with everybody you can retain your own and grow them onboard them while they're while they're young and you don't have to even train them with any bad habits so i yeah, mean yeah. it's
1: I, absolutely that's to be i didn't mean to cut you off but that's the beautiful part we are just this program allows us to grow our own
0: awesome so we got a, a comment um from uh dana wilson and she says one thing that could help is by reminding or pointing out the kids the number of teachers that they need to meet on their journey in school and she says so if a student says that they want to be a doctor um ask them how many educators they think need to they, they need to meet along the way so if you want to be a doctor how many doctors do you need to meet along the way the same number you have to meet with those educators um and the knowledge of those educators etc so it's a really unique perspective to talk about the journey um and so you and I, I don't even know if you know this but you know last year i actually and we're doing it again this year i went and started doing some career awareness exercises with our first graders um right. and and there's never too soon to have that conversation because here's Here's what we here's what we see. When I ask a young kid what they want to do, they'll say, you know, policeman, fireman, you know, teacher. Why Why do they say those things at a young age? And it's because that's who they see. They're around those people. They see them, um, but somewhere along the way, they they begin to chase a different vision or a dream. And I think it's our job to continually expose them to all career options and pathways again I you know, at our system we use use science for that but somewhere along the way kids stop having fun in school and they stop wanting to be a teacher and we've got to change
1: that and and, and I'll tell you this mr Van Nuss, not only you know to be a classroom teacher but there are other areas in the um in the realm of K-12 public education media specialists, um, school guidance counselors, school social yep. workers. So, you know, uh, although our focus is, you know, getting those high-quality educators in the classroom in front of our uh, students, we we have to begin to expose our, our all of our students that there are other areas of the K-12 professional continuum that, um, yeah. that they can actually um, be interested in. That's a great point.
0: And you mentioned earlier, uh, the student who's in work-based learning who wants to be a band director. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is a, I mean, every school has one, right? But that's an atypical placement, Correct. you know, through tap. And But now that young man is going to have an advantage over anybody else who wants to be a band director. Cause he's been doing it since he was 16 years old.
1: Absolutely. I mean,
0: what a cool opportunity. Um, anything I'm going to check the chat. We'll, we'll wrap it up if we're, if we don't have anything else. Um, yeah. So miss, miss, uh, Kelly Appenshaw's on. She's uh, Utah area director for U-Science. Uh, for She's always a big supporter. Uh, we love you, Kelly, and what your product does for our students here. So a quick shout out to y'all. Um, so we'll wrap it up unless there's any other questions in the comments, if you'll put them in there. Um, I know we're about on a 20-second delay from the Zoom meeting to LinkedIn. So um, we'll give y'all just a quick second to put any more questions in there. And if not, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and thank you, Dr. Green, for your time. I know you're well, busy you on Friday, things are happening, um, and any any closing comments you want to share while we wait for any potential questions to pop up?
1: No, it's been a pleasure to, um, you know, to share my experiences um, with you, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be an advocate. I'm going to be on the front line advocating um, for um, our TAP program, and, um, you know, again, we just want to make sure that we are growing our own, that we have quality educators in every classroom in front of our students
0: awesome we got a a quick question uh lee goodman says who is the best point of contact for current college students i'm assuming he's saying for people who are currently in college and want to apply for lyons county uh we're probably going to send them to our front line
1: i I would send them absolutely to apple track if you'll go to the um the Lowndes website www.laws.k12.ga.us and follow the link under human resources uh, there is a link there for apple track that's our um, application process for uh, Lowndes county schools and um, just follow the the instructions from there
0: and we've got good relationships with our with our university our local university and surrounding universities and we do take student teachers so if they want to they may not have got a chance to start their student teaching in high school at the secondary level uh, but we do still invest heavily in our post-secondary trained teachers um so any of those would help as well so i don't see any more anymore in the in the chat so enjoy your weekend dr green thank you for your time we appreciate it everybody thank you, else thank you all for attending and we will uh we will wrap it up now have a blessed day sir thank you you too I right, like.